Welcome to the Watership Wellness Podcast. I'm Eric Gray, and I'm here with Amanda Barp. Hi. Uh, hi. Co-owner of Watership Wellness and uh, head of the massage department, among other things. Uh, today, we want to talk about massage therapy at Watership Wellness. And uh, we want to get started first uh, by just doing a little check-in with Amanda. It's been a while since we've had you on the podcast. And... Um, you know, just let us know what's going on with your career, what's going on with massage for you right now. Um, a lot of our professions have changed through the pandemic. I don't know if you have any observations there, but yeah, just ca- ca- catch the audience up as to what you've been up to. Sure. Um, this is coming up on year 17 of me massaging. I started wow. my massage career in 2005. Um so I'm just always in a constant state of reevaluation as to like what's going on with this. Not many massage therapists last year, 17. True. I think that a lot of folks tend to drop out even like more closely around like year five. Um, everyone we have on staff here has been massaging for at least eight years. Um, some of us a little bit longer. So, um, you know, just always kind of think and checking in with myself as I get older. How is this working for myself, for my body, for the way that I want to use my time, especially as one of the owners of the business? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that is actually, I mean, just an interesting, uh, point, which maybe we'll bring up in this next little section. But, you know, year 17, I mean, I think, I think a lot of professions, people do stay in it, you know, a little bit longer. Like think about medical doctors. Usually if you get trained as a medical doctor, you kind of stay a medical doctor for, mm-hmm. for the rest of your working life. Um, but medical doctors, while a stressful profession, a difficult one in many ways, it's not usually very physically demanding, right? And that's the thing about massage therapy as different from even Chinese medicine, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, I mean, I'm springing this on you a little bit, but like, how, why do you think you've managed to you know like what because we know we have many many friends and colleagues and and people we've known who haven't been able to sustain that you know how why do you you have been able to um I think I'm well suited to it honestly I don't mind quiet time I don't Mm. mind time where I'm just like in a somewhat meditative state with another person I highly value that time Mm. um I think my body is sturdy Mm. honestly I just think that I'm a sturdy person Mm. and that I've done an okay job taking care of my body physically I've learned uh, what sort of self-care I need to be able to sustain this job. And I've all, honestly like learned my limits. I know when I've done too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that is a thing. And we've seen that with hiring, which is another thing we're going to talk about today, that not all, um, I think many of us who come to the helping professions, we can have a tendency to override the kind of wisdom and signals of our body. Mm-hmm. And so you will meet these massage therapists who want to do like seven and eight massages and work really late and stuff, which totally that va- I value the impulse, but that's exactly what makes them have to quit at year 10 or whatever, because they've shredded their tendons. Yeah. They just um, burn out from yeah, it. Yeah. Like their bodies like burn out. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally. Yeah. Well, and, and then you also have done movement practice, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Like, yeah, for sure. And the longer I do this, I've done yoga for years, but I've started to incorporate some strength training and I think that's been really helpful. Yeah. Um, and stretching, it, totally. it has, I think, 100% not only kept my mind in the right space, but also my body right. capable and able to do this. And I mean, and just to finish up this little section, I mean, continuing education is a big thing, right? Because, uh, I mean, uh, as far as I can, can tell, you do take classes where 
you're talking about mechanics. You're mm-hmm. talking about how to use the body in a more appropriate way, right? Um, yes, how to move my own body in a more appropriate way and also how to engage with the client's body in a more nuanced and intentional way. Um, I think oftentimes, especially for newer massage therapists, they the understanding of how to integrate your body movements and how that translates to the client sometimes can be um, I don't know quite what I want to say here, but it can sometimes translate just as like brute force mm. rather than, um, working with the body, if that makes sense. Huh. So are you talking about like moving the body? Well, yeah. I just think sometimes, especially like, you know, as a newer massage therapist, deep tissue means something different to them than it does to somebody who's been practicing for a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I've learned how to like create a depth that translates to the client's body in a way that doesn't like I don't have to muscle through my own body um, because I've just learned how to integrate and to um, interface with their muscular and soft tissues in a way that I didn't know how to when I first started right it just comes with experience Mm -hmm. right Mm mm-hmm Okay. Anything else you want to say about career arc? Um, I guess just to answer your question about like changes for the pandemic, I mean, we've had to pivot quite a lot. And I was just reflecting on this the other day. So today's June 22nd, and um, we started back massaging on July 5th of 2020 after we were shut down for the pandemic. So we've been back for almost two years. Right. Uh, we're still masking. We're still employing quite a lot of our like sanitation protocols. Yeah, pretty much everything that we mm-hmm. started. Yeah. And like a lot of the folks that I talked to about it are actually really glad that we're still doing a lot yeah. of that stuff, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I am still wearing a mask for like eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And we're fortunate in Oregon that the state has given pretty specific specific guidance about that so we don't have to make it up but I think we'd still be doing it even Mm -hmm. even if if we were um you know just because of the kind of mix of folks that we have coming in so yeah um but yeah it's been very interesting maybe your lung capacity has increased a little bit through the the exercise maybe so maybe so cool anything more there yeah I don't think so just just noticing that there's some changes to the practice that have felt like um kind of welcome changes as a result of this yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, I think anytime something big like that comes along, it gives you, I mean, I think we've all talked about this to death, but it gives you a chance to evaluate things. And that can be very profound, like reevaluating your relationship or your job or your career or whatever. Um, or it can be something a little bit more constrained, like us saying like, huh, there's probably some hygienic practices that we could have tightened up even before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so it, it made us look more closely at that. And overall, our business has become safer. Even if we stop masking and all the pandemic stuff goes away, I think our baseline sanitation practices and just how we take care of things is, is yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think like any business, it's kind of helped you to reevaluate some of the values totally. um, from which you operate as a business, you know, and it's nice. I feel very grateful that we have um, such a good team on board who is very well aligned with the values that we hold as a business. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of those types of principles, uh, the main thing we kind of wanted to talk about today was just the approach to massage therapy at Watership Wellness. Mm-hmm. Massage has been part of the business since the beginning because it's what you practice. Um, and over time, uh, as we've hired people, we, we have we have only employees now, no independent contractors or renters. So, um, so everybody kind of is under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. And and over time, you have articulated principles that guide your own practice and that you want to guide the larger uh, department. So I thought just maybe you could walk us through those and we could just chat about them. 
Sure. Um, I think first and foremost, like understanding what the goals of the massage therapy department and what a massage is like here at Watershed Wellness. Um, you know, one of the big things is that I want to alleviate people's pain and stress, you know, as much as we can in an hour, one hour out of the many, many hours that you do the other activities in your life. But, um, I've always, um, striven to do that in a way that is, you know, therapeutic in its, in its orientation, but also allows for a curiosity and interconnectedness uh, to the client's body and then to help them integrate that body work into, um, into their bodies so that they're able to move forward from that place of integration. So I think for me, you know, one thing that people always come in for is oftentimes pain relief. Um, but if they're not able to settle into that pain relief in a way that their nervous system really receives that work, they're going to just continue to operate in this like high level nervous system, um, state of being. So that's for me where the relaxation piece comes in. There's a way that you can do both therapeutic and relaxing massage within a session. Um, And I think they're both equally as important. I do think that the engagement that the client, the person on the table has is also important. You know, it's nice sometimes to check out during a massage, but teaching the person on the table to also be present for what's happening is part of that integration piece, you know, helping them to breathe through areas that are a little bit more difficult um, to let go of, or just to notice what's happening with our bodies during the session, because it's not very often that we get that outside feedback from another person as to what is happening with our bodies from, from a muscular, uh, musculoskeletal standpoint, soft tissue standpoint. Um, and people often say to me like, wow, like you found things that I didn't even know I had, you know, or just like issues or pain points, you know, that I didn't even know I had. And, and that is that, like, um, that outside feedback that's so important, I think, to start to come to a deeper understanding of the way that your body moves through this world. Right. So, so let me just like try to clarify a little bit. Um, so what I hear you saying is that kind of, I mean, obviously, I, I would I would think it's obvious that the goal of any massage therapist is to alleviate pain and reduce stress, right? That's just kind of like one of, that's what massage is really good at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear you saying something additional, which is to say um, that, that you want to bring, I mean, we say this all the time, that we have therapeutic massage that also has relaxation elements. And I think uh, we say that in a kind of linguistic way, you know, Mm -hmm. like that's kind of a a set of professional terms that may not necessarily translate to people who are new to to what we do. And I think think what you're trying to say, and correct me if you're wrong or if I'm wrong, is that therapeutic work can sometimes be very goal-oriented, very... um, I don't want to use the word aggressive. That's not what I mean. But just very focused, very directed, very um, almost like an imp- imposition in a way onto the body. Like, and again, I'm using kind of language I don't mean to, but I think you get what I'm saying. I do. Whereas on the other hand, a relax- relaxation massage might be more just responsive and more seeing where the person, you know, and and working with their body and being gentle and and listening. And I think what I hear you saying is that what we try to do here is fuse those two things. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's kind of like an active and passive like making the two meet in the middle finding that still mm-hmm. point there mm-hmm. interesting um okay okay so so the, the, that's the basic goal o- overall is to is to kind of deliver that type of work um which can be hard to find frankly yeah. um but then you also have these kind of four principles right that, that and these are the kinds of things that we 
share with new hires right away and kind of becomes the basis of the training and the and the check-in process with those employees so um do you want to tell us what they are and then we can t- chat about them sure um just to briefly go through the list um when we hire somebody i let them know that these are values that we hold as a business and specifically in the massage therapy department um, that helps us to support the goals of giving good massages um, with those previous principles that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Consistency, quality, safety, and attunement. Um, So talking about consistency a little bit, you know, just showing up, being ready for your job of giving really good massages to the people who come through the door. Um, You know, it can be a big deal for people to come in for massage and to have them show up and ask for help. Um, Not only that, but just like the vulnerability of allowing someone else to interface with your body and in a way that can feel very... um, unsafe in a lot of ways you know like taking off your clothes and allowing someone else to touch you can be a very like vulnerable state to be in absolutely so you know like asking the folks that work here at watershed wellness to show up and to be ready for that um and to be consistent you know they show up there on time they're doing their good hard work to like take care of themselves you know so that they're ready to to be there for you Totally. Um, you know, that's why the self-care piece is so important to me that like I am for the therapist. Yeah. yeah. Feeling good in my own body so that I can take yeah. care of your body. For you as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so again, like just to offer a point of clarification, like there's two aspects of this consistency, right? There is literally, and it's, you, you'd think you wouldn't have to say this, but there's literally showing up like and showing up in enough time that you're not huffing and puffing because you just ran up the stairs. Sure. But that you're there and present. But then there's this other piece of showing up, mm-hmm. right? The, the the thing of being able to be there and being able to stick with it. Um, and those two things, I mean, the first one is pretty easy to do, we would hope. Yeah. <laughs> the second one is actually pretty pretty tough. Like yeah. if you've been having a rough week or you, you're on your 25th massage of the week or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's hard to show yeah, up. It's know? easy to check out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when it's quiet and dark and then music's playing. Totally. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. the second thing I ask for is, um, quality mm. that they continue to maintain high standards around quality of care, um, continually engage with the work of massage therapy around education and how to best treat folks, understanding, um, current understanding around pathology, you know, COVID has been a big one around that, you know, like we've had to maintain some, uh, a level of education around like what's okay to treat, especially with folks who are experiencing long COVID, you know, mm-hmm. there's some contraindications around mm-hmm. that. So, or like post-vaccination mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. And then I'm continually serving to under or striving to understand, um, people who are different from us, mm-hmm. you know, like I, um, I'm very aware of who's not getting massage, Yeah, you know? And, and why is that? Yeah. Yeah. And lots of different kinds of people, right? Whether they're like more of an underserved population or like people who are caught up in the thing you were saying that they're just scared to, to be vulnerable with their bodies or, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So that, so you put that under quality. I did put that under quality. That's interesting. Yep. Well, I like yep. that quality. I think that's partially just because I want to maintain a high quality of care here. And I think partially education is a big part of yeah. that. And then, and, and by that I mean too in that second point like that we're understanding and educating ourselves about different 
differences. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if you don't understand, I mean, you know, massage is largely the same no matter who you're delivering it to, but you may need to understand some different things and, and approach the work in a different way and speak in a different way about it, depending on the person in front of you. Mm-hmm. So. And there's real examples of like people coming in and like not acting in a way that you expect them to act. And there might be cultural reasons for that, right? you know, and like, I, it's not up to me to enforce anything. Yeah. Because someone else may have a reason for not doing something or doing something, right, you know? Right. So I think just like operating from the principle of charity is important yeah. too, you know, yeah. just like not assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that is something, you know, that type of thing is difficult to educate employees on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to find the education in the first place, but it's, I think, very valuable because, you know, if you can be a safe haven for people who don't find many safe havens, then, then you've done a good thing in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so the third principle you have there is safety. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell a little more about that? Yeah. Safety. I mean, first and foremost, do no harm, right? That's one of our main tenets is just be aware of who you're treating, why you're treating them, what they're coming in for, how you can best help them. Um, a couple of examples of this are perhaps folks who have just recently gone through cancer treatment. Right. Um, they're going to be a demographic that's going to need some special care and not deep tissue massage, even right. if they might want that. <laughs> right. You know, so, so that's part of the piece as a massage therapist and education piece around like, I hear what you're saying, but also like, this is not what's great for your body right now. And I know this because of X, right? Like, and, and really talking to folks so that there's an understanding of how you can best help them rather than, um, potentially causing harm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that's the, um, the safety piece. I mean, interestingly, right. There could be safety elements to the last thing we were just talking Mm -hmm. about in terms of like, not, you know, saying, not making assumptions and and using language that, that belies those assumptions that's hurtful. So not creating an unsafe space, uh, for, for that person to come to the work. Mm -hmm. Um, but then also very physical, real things. And I think this is really important to mention. And I want everybody who's listening to hear this. Like we want to give people what they want, Mm -hmm. right? We all, we always strive to, to make people comfortable and to, to have them experience something that they will enjoy in a way. But two things. One thing is sometimes the work hurts. You know, sometimes there are, you know, like acupuncture does, can, can cause some discomfort for, mm-hmm. for, for instance. And massage, sometimes when you're working through a tough trigger point, it does not feel good. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to accept that, okay, there, there might be some discomfort involved. And then on the flip side, which is actually more common, right? Some people just think that the only way to get healing is to push through. Yeah. And that, and that pain means, you know, pain is weakness leaving the body. Yeah. And that's something I look for too. You know, if somebody's like, go as deep as you can, but they're holding their breath and like flinching the whole time, like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go as deeply as I can. Because again, like we need your nervous system to calm down in order for your body to integrate the work. Otherwise it's just like, you're just getting beaten up in one other area of your life, you know, which doesn't really help. Right. And again, this is such a, it's such an exquisite balance because there is also the case we've all had massages where you are dying for that person just to go a little bit deeper mm-hmm. or to be slightly more focused. So there does have to be that balance. Okay. What about anything else about safety? Um, yeah. 
stay in your lane. <laughs> ah, like scope of practice. Right? Yeah, scope of practice. Yeah, like you need to you need to know what you know and know what you don't know. Yeah, and refer when we need to refer. You right. know, we try to keep an extensive list of like primary care providers. We in house have acupuncturists, naturopathic doctor who are knowledgeable about things that massage therapists are not knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable about. We've got a good list of mental health uh, therapists around the North coast at the front desk. If we need to make those referrals, you know, like mm-hmm. I am always open to um, listening and I always try to refer when I need to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important. You know, there's a lot of, I think it's the longer I do this, the more I realize I don't know. And I'm always happy to make the appropriate referral as needed, you know? So we really look for people who don't try to be everything and who also know how to stay in their lane around things. Yeah. You know, and I think this is actually really, I mean, this could be, and I, I know we need to wrap up here, but, uh, I, this could be a whole conversation in and of itself. And I just want to say, you know, a quick note that I understand the impulse of providers who, who want to kind of know a little bit of everything. Cause when you're in one healthcare realm, you very, you hear about all the stuff all the time. Like you're working with patients and they're coming to you and they're saying, I'm taking this supplement. What do you think? Uh, oh, I heard on Dr. Oz that this food will cure cancer or whatever. And, and so I think yeah, whether you're a massage therapist or a mental health professional or, you know, whatever you're doing, there can be the tendency to kind of like just start to learn. And, and I think it can be hard to know where's that line, you know, what's appropriate for me to share and what's not appropriate for me to share. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is we have a scope of practice to tell us. For sure. <laughs> so that's great. For sure. I think one of the tricky things can sometimes be the anecdotal things, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, oh, this oh, really worked well this. for me. Yeah. And so you should try it. You right. know, those are the hard, the hard things to train people like, yeah. you know, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could, we could go on about that for a long time, but okay, let's just get to that last principle. Sure. Uh, attunement. Yeah. So attunement, we've talked about this a little bit already, but one of the things that I've really valued in my own um, orientation to the world is that I feel like I can deeply understand what the needs of other people are. And so, you know, I look for the cues that um, my client's body is giving me, you know, like we talked about it a little bit already, like maybe tensing up around points that are a little bit more sensitive or, you know, if they start getting goosebumps, like I'm going to turn some heat on (laughs) for that person, like the very easy things like that, but like staying deeply attuned through the massage session so that you are able to pay deep attention to the needs of the client, um, and respond accordingly. You know, I mean, it is easy sometimes to check out a little bit, especially if you're just doing like a more relaxing massage if there's not a lot of like treatment oriented things going on in this session to um get a little bit off track in your own mind but like if you're able to stick with it and really like be there for your person on the table like the massage is going to be 100 better so we really try to like stay with the process for the client um you know, and, and then that also means that like we ask our massage therapist to pay attention to what's happening in the clinic as a whole, right? Like they're not mm. just a person operating in a room right? outside of everything else. They're, they're part of a larger organism, an organism that is watershed wellness, you right. know? So just having an awareness of not only what's right in front of you, but also like the whole. Right. Yeah. Cause a lot of our patients see multiple providers. And mm-hmm. so that's always good to know, you know, if they're in treatment. Uh, with someone else. So yeah, and it's interesting because all these pr- principles really do kind of hang together, you know, and I, 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 it's like, I almost feel like there's like one word that encapsulates it all, you mm-hmm. know, but, but it all really has to do with making sure that you're giving the client a service 
that is going to be deeply beneficial to them. Yeah. Like at, at base, you know, yeah. that's, that's the fundamental thing. And, and sometimes that may not look exactly like the service they wanted or exactly the service you would like to give or would give in every case. But, yeah. um, but that's really interesting. So great. Um, yeah, we're, we're getting, we're getting up on uh, 20, almost 25 minutes here. So, um, so any last little comments? I mean, we're always hiring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that was going to be my last comment, too. Yeah. yeah. And we are specifically hiring right now. We're looking for at least two folks to join uh, the group. So if there's, if you're out there and if you're, you know, thinking about massage school and you live in, on the North Coast, uh, please go and then come back and work for us. <laughs> um, and if anybody else is listening and looking for a job, looking for a change, then uh, reach out to us because we're always looking. Sure. And I will say too, we've hired folks um, right out of massage school before and hired folks who have been practicing for many years. And yep. um, there's such a rich depth of experience coming from both of those sides yeah. of the coin, I think, because a new massage therapist can come in and just have all this like bright, shiny uh, knowledge fresh from school. Yeah. And then uh, you know, there's excellent mentors of the massage therapists, including myself, who have been in this industry for quite some time to help kind of refine those skills a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and I love mentoring other people. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, you know, and then oftentimes like we do really well with massage therapists who have had their own practices for a little while and just are like, you know what, I'm just kind of wanting to do the massage part of it. The business stuff isn't working for me. Yeah. Um, and we hold that space very well also, you yeah. know, that we are able to really provide excellent jobs for people who are excited about doing massage and just practicing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the main thing. The more that we can free people up just to do the work, uh, the, usually the better treatment they provide. So. Mm -hmm. Great. Yep. So send, send us all your massage therapists. Uh, anyway, Amanda, thanks for joining.